This podcast is sponsored by CDO Group, the industry leader providing a full range of construction and project management services. CDO Group has managed thousands of projects in all 50 states. Their group of experts provide systems, processes, and procedures to make sure that your projects turn over on time and on budget every single time. With over 24 years of experience, CDO Group is the industry's leader in construction management and general contracting services. To find them, go to cdogroup.com. Hi, and welcome to the Future of Development podcast. My name's Anthony Montategi, and I'm here to inspire people to find amazing careers in the construction development world. If you like our podcast, please make sure you hit the subscribe button down below. If you really like our podcast, make sure you hit the little bell. Hey guys, thanks for joining us. Before we get started, can you just take a second and uh, tell everybody who you are, what you guys do for the companies you work for? Bob Wittkin. I'm the Chief Operation Officer for KCA Development, which is a third-party construction management for restaurant chains and retail. Robert Whitmer, Chief Estimator at CDO Group. Brian Garber, Vice President of Construction for CDO Group, General Contracting Arm. Giddy up, that's fun. Thanks for joining me today. Yeah, as always, it's fun having my fellows in the, in the uh, podcast. This is a lot of fun, so let's get started. Welcome to the Future Development Podcast. I'm Anthony Montague, and today I am joined by three really great guests. I've got uh, my boys in the studio, and I don't get to do this often. These guys are always running 100 miles an hour, and today I get to have them in the studio, and we get to play a little bit and talk about our favorite business, construction. And uh, why don't you take a second and introduce and welcome everybody. Uh, welcome, guys. Welcome. Hi. Hello. Thank you. Yeah, it's awesome. You know, you guys are always going 100 miles an hour. When I'm trying to stop you to get on the podcast, it's tough, right? Because, you know, there's never a dull moment in our business. You know, from the time uh, I got in it, you know, it, it's been one run. And I look back and, you know, I'm like, shit, I'm 53 years old. And I started this thing a week ago. I kind of feel the same way. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's never a good time. Never. never right, right, right. <laughs> like, you, like, you just get something. I know Brian and I were just in a, we were like, we we're cruising down a runway. Yeah. And, uh, we're having a great day today, and boom, all of a sudden someone walks in and drops a bomb on our lap. And we lost a uh, wing to the airplane. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, one of our superintendents for a project we have starting in two weeks yeah. says, hey, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm done. I'm done with the business. I'm, I'm going I'm, a different direction. I'm going a different direction, right? And you're now looking at it going, what? What? And he's a yeah. great superintendent. Like, yeah. we love this guy. He's a great <laughs> guy. And uh, you know, as we've gone through this pandemic, more than ever before, people and, and teams, uh, it's tough to keep people around and keep everybody's head in the game, right? You, feel, you yep. kind of feel like that, like everybody's out of the game a little bit? It's tough to say. Um, I think there's so many options out there now, especially people with the option to re uh, work remote mm -hmm. and go wherever. Yeah, right. I mean, it, it can and, be anything. Yeah, right. exactly. They do the same thing at home without leaving. Right. So it, it's that is tough out there for us right now. I think that's uh, uh, a, a huge thing that's changing in our business for project managers, not superintendents. They need to be on site, and, and some of the admin uh, people that work, work with us, they can work remote, but it makes it a little tougher not being able to see people. I need to see people. It's it's tough, right? Everybody says to me, Anthony, we got to go to this new remote working thing, and I'm like, you know, you know, I, I, like I'm not used to having people not here, I, I wanna be able to see them. And now I'm being told you have got to go to remote employees. Uh, that's the future, everybody's gonna do that. Well, another thing too, it's so competitive out there right now. You can, you think you got an employee that's happy, 
right yeah and and, mm-hmm. and satisfied and i think what i learned today to be honest with you is how we need to stay on top of our employees how you doing have that more um, personal conversation versus all business day in and day out but i mean sometimes i i literally feel like i am on here you say that right but if if you look at our benefit package as a company it's never been better i mean we give them uh all the bells all the whistles all the toys and sometimes i don't i feel like i'm this uh uh i'm always on on guard because no matter what it is it's never enough right and i don't know that it's all and you know we bring in trainers we bring in people how do we make our employees better all i mean come on how many coaches have we brought in to make our leadership body support our teams better, make our employees' lives better, give them quality of life, and still you feel like, man, how did like this guy today? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. Shocked, right? Uh, I, I, when he came in and told me after Brian told me, I was like, I, I, are you joking? If you had a picture of me when we were eating lunch, that had to be the funniest face yeah. ever. I, I can't, I can't <laughs> believe it. But well, here we are, and uh, we need to course correct and move forward. Well, I think that's the thing is you can't sit there and get all uh, wound up about it. You know, same thing happens. You know, Bob, you were going through uh, development you know, mm-hmm. on the other side, right? Where you're cruising down a runway, having a great yep. time with a brand. You're growing a brand. You're you're, ha- you're loving it. You're, you're just getting the systems running. Geared up to do six to eight stores a year and eventually ten stores a year, and co- and COVID hits, yep. and we were building in cash flow. And next, you know, without any restaurants open, there's no cash flow. Right. Out of the corporate office, 40 people out of 52 got laid off. Yeah. You know? It, it, it shakes you a little bit, right? It, it does. It takes you off. It does. But I think that one of the things that I've noticed is that uh, when you and I were talking, it kind of forces you to stay on your, t- you know, because I, I kind of feel like as I get older, I want to relax a little mm-hmm. bit, right? And th- that's probably one of the things that I'm most bummed about is I can't, I, I can't have worked really, really hard, really, really hard, and then get to a place where I'm coasting, right? I don't feel like uh, our American lifestyle or the world allows it, because it feels like just as I get cruising, you know, all of a sudden uh, the economy hits, the COVID hits, uh, you know, it changes uh, the, you know, the whole perspective again. Mm-hmm. And how many times throughout our career, you know, Y2K, yeah. 9-11, yeah. right? I remember all the, the yeah. different, the, the uh, you know, inflation, all the things that slow down growth and all of a sudden, you know, we're in the development world, you know, scavenging to, to do it. And I think that's one of the biggest problems with our business is that we're built and all the things we're great at, we're flexible, we're movable, we're all that stuff. It's also the toughest part of the business, right? Because you're the ebb and tide of it. Uh, it's constantly changing. The main thing is to be flexible. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the main thing. Be able to adapt today. Yep. Yeah. So you can move on tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think that's that, that's something that's big in our our industry that has happened over the years. It hasn't been as prevalent prevalent as it is now, because everything with the technology now is moving so fast that it causes everybody to move fast. So when something happens, we got to react right away. Whereas 20 years ago, we didn't have, we could think about it, regroup, find a new job, find a new project. But today, you no, don't have time. Yeah, we, we're already we're already was behind. And now we got to figure out how to stay ahead without uh, stumbling, mm-hmm. keeping our clients happy still. Well, it's certainly faster than ever before. I mean, we I, I've never had a schedule oh. that was slow. 
It's not like, well, guys, here's here's my address. Get it done and give me a call. It's always like I needed it done. Right, hurry, 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 hurry. And then, you know, oh, we have a problem because the city can't perform or something can't perform. And we get all of our teams ready to go rock and roll, but then there's a permit uh, delay. So the best part about what we are is we're flexible. So we say, all right, great, we'll hold. So now, but we're paying a super to sit there. And, uh, you know, there's not a, uh, a project for them to do. Like on your job, though, Bob, one, one of the jobs we were working with you on is we're going to be able to go <clears throat> vertical with mm -hmm. the building, but we can't do the site work because there's not a permit for that. Right. Right. So, so. We're, we're waiting on the developer and the landlord yeah. to get all their site permits, which we already went through building and, uh, building permits, and all the building department's waiting to do is to release it's on the civil right. plans so we're dead in the water right now and it's it's that stuff that we can't see that we can't see right, right? you know you know uh, we spend all day long on top of schedules and we're, we're calling our plumbers and you know the, the problem with our business to me is that we have forced everybody to lie we bid the heck out of the project right we went out and said all right uh, uh, brian you could do it for ten dollars uh Robert, you can do it for, for $9. Bob says, no, 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 I can beat you both. I can do it for $8. And now you've your margins are tight. You're tighter than ever. And and, and you believe, look, as long as I can keep it tight, I keep it going, I, you know, I can do this one. And then you get the project. You're awarded it. And stuff that you can't control stops it. And, you know, it's a new client. And you and you go, all right, great. Now I'm, I'm ready to roll. I, if, if I keep this tight, I can make it maybe a sliver of a margin on it. And uh, and then I'm in with the client. And I can mm -hmm. grow, maybe grow the relationship later on. But then all of a sudden, you know, you got a permit dead in the water. Now your sliver gets a little tighter because your team's sitting there. Or they turn around and and say there's now a surcharge because of COVID. That's right. That's right. And you're like, well, we didn't project for that. Right. You know. Right. It makes it even tighter. And and, and well, the costs have gone up, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's been the toughest thing. Like uh, I was talking to one of our clients today and we got to move on those two projects right away. I said, well, send over an email so I can start, we can start sending out LOIs. That's right. They've never done that before, by the way. Never no. sent an email out like that. And they said, yeah, go for it. Contracts will follow. You have permission to start buying out yourself. The problem is, is that you got these uh, proposals, right? Hey, this, this is good for 15 days or this is good for 30 days or, you know, and you're trying to juggle that with the client. And then Anthony, to your point, we keep pushing back timelines because they can't get a permit. That's why I say the big revolution is going to happen is when as AI and, you know, our, our people laugh at me like, you know, Anthony, you're always talking about AI and construction. But the problem is our business is so, you, there's not one of us. I mean, look at us. We're, I've been around for a while. I'm exhausted. I have, I have spun every plate on projects my entire life. And you're always spinning plates uh, in this business. And if you don't stop spinning, you're right. All of a sudden you get to knock on the door. Hey, yep. we're, we're done building or, Hey, I got yep. a permit stuck or, or, you know, Hey, you lost that bid. You're always spinning to, to, you know, stay on edge, which in some spots makes you healthy, but also there's a cost to us all. Yeah. Right. It wears us out. We lose great guys like today who the guys like, I'm leaving the business. I'm going to go somewhere else. And, and I don't want to, you know, I don't it has know, nothing to do with us. Right. <laughs> I, I, I don't it really have well, nothing to do with us. Loves us. Yeah, the same thing with me. I uh, I took three months to train a project manager. He went he went home at Christmas time because we let him work at home for Christmas time. 
he wasn't making phone calls. He wasn't doing what he's supposed to be doing, working from home. And he turned around and quit. Yeah. Did he find something else or? Yeah. Uh, you know, and just like, okay, I'm, uh, I just got a project manager trained. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know that's the worst yeah. too. You put a lot of time into that and well, then they bail on you. It's yeah. tough. And you, and you know, his last couple of weeks of work is crap, right? You know, you know, that. Yeah. you know, yeah. they're checked out. They're already looking around. You know, once they start that, uh, you know, the, you know that you're not getting, you, you know, there's landmines somewhere mm-hmm. in that project. You're going to have to go eat up. Yeah. So now you spend more time, you know, you get the landmine hunter out. You're looking for the, where's the bomb? There's a, there's a bomb buried here somewhere. You forgot to order something. We forgot to, and it's going to bite me. And it took us. And all the, all the, all the customers you have lined up for him to take over to some projects, they're now calling and they want you to do the projects. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah I'm just like, okay. <laughs> You're like, let me go open that garage door yeah. back here and bring these two guys out that I don't mm-hmm. have yeah. <laughs> to help. Robert's always saying, it's, it's good. We, we gotta, we gotta, gotta thaw them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> we, we gotta be able to clone them somewhere, Robert. Yeah, it's like, wow. And it's That's the hardest part about the business is that We've got to be flexible, and you know the parts that make us great at the business is that we're flexible. But then the same parts about it being flexible is also the worst part of the business, right? Because yep. you know we we lose great people. Uh, you know there are other people. You know we, we lost a an eight, we lost three HR direct HR people in a row just last year. Remember we went yep. through this. One kid got double his salary. We were like. How are you? We were paying him too much, yeah. and then someone came right. in and, and, and doubled the salary, and said, "Well, here you double your salary, but you have to hire five people a month." Now, you know when you're looking at a company like that that's hiring, you know, sixty people, uh, you know, in a year, yep. you know, uh, doubling your salary is actually a small price to pay. Right. But you know, we're trying to make it sustainable. You know, we're twenty five years into this. This isn't a a, a startup company. We've been around and staying sustainable. You know, how do you keep, how do you, how do you pay somebody? Th- that would be essentially be three times we would have paid an HR person, mm-hmm. you know, right. two years ago. Right. Man, and, and bringing in five people a month, hiring five people a month, they must be a company that has high turnover. Now they're, I guess they want startup companies. And, you know, right. right now they're a new segment of the business where all of a sudden they've got some cash that's coming in from investors. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I still don't understand. I've been doing this a long time, and I'm like, I'm not sure how that's sustainable. Right. Right. You know the, uh, you know we're we're over here trying to build solid long term relationships with our customers, and then you've got these guys who come in and get billions of dollars on companies that haven't made a profit at all. Right. They're literally they haven't made a nickel to date, and they're getting you know millions of dollars in investments. And I don't know how that becomes sustainable long term. It's good lip service. It feels like they're kicking the can down the street yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere they're going to have to pay the piper. And they're kicking the can. You know, when we look back over this and the the business itself, how do you feel like if you would if you were joining today with all with of all the stuff that you know now, right? What would and you got a new guy coming in, right? You got a, a young Padawan coming into the business. What is it that you're telling the young guy or the young person that's coming into the business today that you wish you would have known when you walked in? Don't believe everything people tell you. Don't don't believe that. Yeah, I was gonna say naive. Right. Right. Yeah, don't. Yeah. Because when I when I came into the business way back when, I I grew up in a small town where most of the people say they're gonna do something, they're gonna do it. Yeah. And I it was naive about that, right? And then you 
kind of move into bigger areas and bigger companies you're dealing with and stuff like that and that people just happen. love to give you lip service and blow you off well, it wasn't bad it wasn't as bad back then as it is now now it's like yeah but you have to double triple check quadruple check because usually half the time they don't show up or they don't follow up or they don't say hey i'm gonna bring 10 guys they bring five guys correct right yeah. or or two or yeah, yeah. yeah. or two <laughs> or right? two so, and you're like where, where's everyone else and, and so yeah, my biggest thing uh, to send somebody coming into the business now is do not uh, believe 90 percent away here right <laughs> unfortunately and then, and then it, verify it you yeah. have to go back and verify yeah. it. <clears throat> it reminds me years ago when you sent me out to um gettysburg um, your battle at Gettysburg. That's they, right. <laughs> they were so far behind there. Yeah. He called me up and said, "Could you spend the weekend there, just counting heads, make sure?" Yeah. Because we we put the GC on on, on notice. Yeah. And uh, and they said they had to have so many manpower there. Showed up in the morning, count heads. Showed up there at noon, count heads. Yeah. Well, that was a problem. Remember that was that was one of the guys where we had a national general contractor, mm -hmm. right? Like like we are, who had went out to bid. And his one sub covered three different tech, you know, had mm -hmm. a, had the HVAC, yeah. had the plumbing, had the electrical, and had our major mechanicals under one subcontract. And, you know, he failed, mm -hmm. right? That guy failed and he was struggling, right? Because he would, essentially what he did is he went out and bid it himself and uh, thought he could make the margin on it. And he failed, then his relationships with them failed, and we didn't have control at that level, because uh, we only had a contract with 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 the general, mm -hmm. we didn't yeah. have it with the sub, and now all of a sudden, we're over there in a town we're not used to, with 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 already got a thin uh, pool to pull from, yeah. and you're out on the field uh, trying to make it happen. Which I really do believe that's why the business is ripe for a change, is in that it has constantly been in this state of of you know where we're 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 BSing each other. Mm -hmm. And I when I say that sounds kind of harsh, but in order to get to win a job, we've had to push a number so far to get it. There's no clients out there go, well, just give me whatever you think the best number is. They want, you know, the compete against, they want something for what they think is less by bid now to multiple people. They think they're getting a number cheaper, but at the end, this kind of stuff happens. We end up with subcontractors that we don't know. They, they, you know, the guy that could, the only guy that could get the number to where they needed to be to win it isn't vetted out. And now we're stuck with some bad support. We, we go well, through that all the time. Yeah, we've I've seen that more often in the last year mm -hmm. than before is subcontractors subbing it out to somebody else. Yeah. Right. And, and, and you don't know that until they show up and they might be wearing a different shirt or something. The superintendent asks, start asking questions and they, you know, tell them, oh, yeah, I work for whatever plumbing company, not the original plumbing company yeah. you hired. Um, that that is the biggest, and, and those people that don't work for a plumbing company, their their floaters right. aren't the best in the trade. Well, even if they are the best, when they don't get paid, they don't want to perform. Right. Yep. All right. So sometimes they they're not good. Sometimes they are good, but I think it gets down to when these companies sub it out. They're so busy, and then they're strapped for cash. That as soon as something they're not getting paid, yeah, right. they're not paying their sub, which right. affects you, your, your job. And then, and and the then, you got, and then you got to step in, and then we have to step in and help finance that yes. to get our project done on time. 
and then deal with that at the end of the project or during the project to make it happen. That is something that happens today that 20, 30 years ago not at wasn't all. that way. No, at not at all. And you know, I totally appreciate when e either a GC or a general contract or a, a subcontractor comes up and says, man, I really want to do this project, but, but I'm already loaded. Yeah. Would you give me a chance next time? Well, sure, I'll give you a notice next time. I, yes. I'd, rather, I'd rather pass on you this time and give you another chance next time. Because if not, you you would put me in a bind on on this project. You're gonna put me in a spot where you're like, I, I, I I'm I'm now stuck. I'd, I'd rather keep a relationship with you yeah. forever mm -hmm. and be honest with you. In fact, we say that all the time. I'd rather tell you something today that you may not like, but later on you're gonna help hate me if I don't mm -hmm. tell you that today. I've always been that way with subs. Don't tell me what I want to hear. Tell me what the truth is. So if I need you there Tuesday and I'm asking you and plenty of time to get you there on Tuesday, don't tell me you're going to be there when you're not. If you're not going to be there and say, I'm not going to be there till Thursday and you know you can't be there till Thursday, tell me that. I would rather figure out how to still get everything done in the time frame that I need to get it done than on Tuesday morning try and call you and not get you to answer. Now right, I've got to yeah. call Brian and and Bob and, or you, or you, and everybody else and back them off when we already had a plan. But you might you might push off another sub so that sub can do his work. Right. And then if you knew they weren't going to come, exactly. you can keep that other sub on and keep your schedule going. Yeah, because that gets so. back to what Andy said. I'm not going to like that you're, you're not right. getting there when I want you, but I can respect that and I can figure out how to make that so it doesn't affect my job. Well, and Robert, with with the millions and millions of dollars worth of estimating that you do, you know, you're you you're the head of you know of the estimating team, and you, know, you guys do millions of dollars, you know, fifteen million plus a, a week in bids. You know, they're you're always, you know, I think I I, I you're, you would agree, your guys spend more time going through and vetting subcontractors than yeah. just you know, the, the numbers we get in are great. You, you should be able to look at a number, and go great, okay, I got this number. Make sure they were missing a couple of things. Now you're spending as much time checking the qualifications of the company itself, right? And then figuring out the people on the team. Do, you know, does, when the guy says, or the, or the subcontractor says, I've got five people, who are the five people? Right. I need to see them. Mm -hmm. I need to right. see them. Don't just tell me that, which which I always laugh, because again, you and I have had this conversation a hundred times. AI will be able to figure that out. When, when ABC Plumbing <laughs> says, I've got five people, you're gonna be able to go, no you don't. I can see right here, you only get four on your staff and by the way, three of those people aren't qualified. They're helpers, not plumbers. And that whole process changes again. You know, the, uh, so how do you get great, how do your guys get those great subs that we have? It's getting on the phone and having a conversation with them. It's not through an email, all right? Now the email is how we get them to bid with us. Yeah. And once we get them to bid with us, somewhere in there, you have to have that conversation. You have to have that one-on-one. -on -one. And then, especially when you're vetting their proposal, that's where you really fill them out to find out if they're a legitimate company when you're trying to vet them out. I think if uh, you get somebody that answers right away, answers their phone, calls you back, those are good guys. Guys that don't answer their phone, take a day to get back to you, those are guys we don't necessarily want to deal with um, out there because that's indicative of what we're going to deal with on the job site. That's right. mm -hmm. with them. If they're tough to get a hold of during the estimate, you yeah. never get a hold of them yeah. when you have a problem. Right. right. Yeah, and you're begging them to give you a bid. Yeah, if you're, if you're begging someone for a bid. Well, they're all good salesmen while they're wanting to bid with you. Yeah. All right, but after they bid with you, then when you have to deal with them, Brian, then they're like, well, you're not my only customer. Well, 
you weren't right. Well, and they they have an excuse instead of coming up with a solution. So, um, or not getting the same guys back on a job. I, I know one of our guys there. They said, I don't know how that company made any money. Every time they come out, they had a different a different guy coming out to do the work. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. How would they know where the last guy left, left off? Left, left, left off. You know, and I think that's something that uh, to talk about. You know, once it gets from estimating, and they've done that vetting part of it, right? You've got a pretty good handle on this, at least a, a, a good brand. Now your guys get in operation and start to look at the number and start to look at the team. There's that next line of vetting that happens, right? Where the superintendent starts to talk to them, mm-hmm. right? You start looking at the schedule and talking about, you know, really start to paint that picture from what the expectations are. Hey, I'm going to need five guys starting here. I need one guy to, you know, as an electrician, I need one person to come save the project here. Uh, another another team to start putting my rough in boxes here. And I'm going to need to have this many people. I think knowing that far enough in advance and being clear about our scope. I think a lot of this business, people are mad at each other because they don't set up the project in advance. They show up in this cowboy type mentality. They get to the job site, now they figure out what they want and it's too late by the time you're there, right? If I don't know weeks ahead of time where I need a sub somewhere, uh, you know, I'm gonna be in trouble. But the problem is we're always up against cities and these outside influences so how do what do we do to mitigate that that goes back to is the subcontractor starts off with honesty the project as it gets changed over you know from estimating to operations the project manager then takes it to the next level and has those same conversations how many guys you know this is here's my construction schedule this is what we're trying to do you have any issues with this we're gonna have some overlaps with these subs you know and you have conversations with these different subcontractors and the thing is is they'll tell you yeah i'll have enough guys don't worry about it i have 20 guys on the payroll all that good stuff but as we know as it comes down to execution is then you get well i have too much stuff going on uh, this last project we did in grimes iowa is a perfect example that the team did a very good job of going four weeks out from schedule, four weeks, three weeks, two weeks, one week, and had had, had com- and then the day that those that particular sub is supposed to show up, guess what? They don't show up. I'm still tied up on this other job. Well, heck, I just talked to you last week, and then you know, week before, and the week before, and the week yeah, before. It, it, it's you know, and I could see what's going on, and I copied on somebody's emails even too. That's the biggest thing is following up a conversation with an email. So, you know, have somebody coming back and say, I never said that. Yeah, right. Well, what I think they're not used to is we come up with a schedule that we know will work. Right. And it will work every time. And we try to train them that this is this is the, the gospel. But they're so used to somebody else telling them the same thing and not having it That's right. happen. And so but, they but assume that, we're, that, we're but, no different than the next guy. But that goes back into, though, making sure you have the buy-in for the schedule Mm -hmm. with the superintendent and the subcontractors because they're out there living in every day. So I always tell the PMs, you go, when you're building, like I used to, when I build a schedule, I'd call call the subs Mm -hmm. and have conversations like, hey, this is what I'm thinking. What do you think? You know, hey, site guy, I might need seven days to, I'm I'm figuring seven days to run this uh, storm pipe, right, or whatever. And he might come back and say, well, we got this one structure It's going to take me a day longer. Just give me eight and I'll make sure. Right, they'll tell you the thing's 20 feet deep and yeah, you know, you're yeah, not thinking it, about that. Right, exactly. Yeah. So those, those yeah. are the type of conversations that we always need to be having. 
It's just everybody tries to mitigate that, right? Yeah. And it's what, what the, they, it's a dishonesty that gets you. It, it, it gets back what I said. It, <laughs> it gets goes back, back to, to what I said earlier, though, Brian. Is if we're truthful with if we're truthful with them, they, and they and we get them to buy in and they believe us, that's what we need to they need right. to do. It's because it gets back to you can't call me at the last minute and expect me there tomorrow because I can't go open that door up back there. They're exactly grab right. Two guys out of there to come to you tomorrow. All right. So. It gets back to I, I believe most people don't operate that way. They're so used to everybody operating behind that they don't ever believe that anybody's on time. That that's true, but yeah. but at the same time, hey, send them photos, right? Be part of our, and that's what we're moving into. Well, technology, uh, but, not today. You're right. You can zoom right. somebody. Walk like they're part. They're part of the mm -hmm. daily reports. There, this is what's going on. Your, yeah. your stuff's ready. So they can trust yeah. that, hey, I really, because I mean, you're right. How many times does someone say, you know, you, you've heard of some say, that guy said he was going to be ready on Tuesday, but they weren't ready until yeah. Thursday. And now that pushed my yep. schedule on your project. And, you know, the, the last project they were on affected our current project, right? Yeah. And, and in fact, that's that probably happens. Happens a lot, yeah. most of the problem we have is, is that they couldn't get out of the other project. The, the other people, other subs on that project couldn't. Uh, get their work done so they couldn't get their work done. So it, it had this domino effect uh, throughout the business. And I think that's not uncommon, right? I mean, it's not, it's not an uncommon thing to happen uh, on it. And, and most of the people don't realize on their last job, they never take in consideration the 520 minute jobs that need to get done on a project, right? And they overestimate when they think they're gonna be done on something. Like, yeah. oh, I'll be done, I'll be done on Tuesday. And then they get there and they realize, oh shoot, I forgot to caulk in the toilets. Or, oh shoot, I forgot to. Uh, or that's what they the tell their boss, I've only got this. And then they go out there and then their boss says, hey, I thought you was gonna be done. I got you planned for some place tomorrow. And then you're like, well, but I got this, this, and this. Well, you told me you were done though. Yeah. All right, and that, that happens a lot. I always like it when somebody says, well, I'm done, except, Except what? <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I, I, need to see, I need to see that. I, that clear communication that really forces me to uh, see, uh, look, look. I want the good, the bad, the ugly. I, I, don't, I don't need you. Look, I'm a, I'm a big boy. I've, I've done this for plenty of long time in my career. I do not need you to blow smoke up my gatukas. I need to know the truth. Like, here, tell me. You, you, if you got to go back and hang something or do something, I just need to know so that I can manage... Uh, the rest of the folks and not let them down. Yeah. And with our jobs, though, now I, I would think that most people should just say, "Yeah, I've looked at your camera. Right. You are on schedule." Right. Because we have cameras; they can look at our job sites twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week, on any job, interior, exterior. We've got cameras, so they can get access to that and look at that to know we're telling the truth. Well, let's talk about cameras because this is something that, you know, you, yeah, this is my big pet peeve, right? Yep. Having job site cameras. You know, we started this 20 years ago. Yep. And the first cameras, I mean, every day they would cut the line. I, my first one was a camera <laughs> that was a uh, internet connection. My first project I put them on was, uh, we put them on was in New York and uh, Manhattan, a union job. And every single day, every single day, they would cut the cable. And the superintendent, it was in his contract, he had to keep it up. So every day he had to go rewire the camera. Run down the radio shack. <laughs> and it has to go there. There was more splices. There was a phone line. There was, was a really long phone line that went went to uh you know to the fax line. It was we 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 pinned it off the fax that's how far back it goes. We had a fax machine. 
<laughs> so we we pulled it off the fax line and it ran to this little phone, this little camera that would send a picture. It would dial and send a picture every uh, few, you know, I don't know, a, a few times a minute, and you get this kind of snapshot of the job site. That's yeah, like the Ox Blue camera. That's what that does. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of get them every every few seconds. But today we've got more communication stuff on a job site where people can see it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Where you can really see you're interacting, you're live. Mm-hmm. You know, as an owner's rep, you're seeing this. You know, you're, you're now you can when someone says I've got ductwork going up, you yep. can look and go, yeah, there's ductwork, or oh, you're going to do a pay application, or or uh, there's an architectural problem. You and the architect can jump on the camera and look at the job mm-hmm. site a little bit more. Yeah, for hey, sure. Bob, what what, uh, what are the other GCs using for cameras? Do you know? I don't exactly know. I'm just curious. Um, the one that we have going on in Naples right now, they they have a camera. It's I it's think not a on yours, brand. We're doing an Ox Blue, I believe, on yours. Plus, we're doing uh, our normal camera, which is uh, Arlo. Arlo's. Arlo's. Yeah. So we'll have t- two different types on, okay. on on your project. But uh, any so, camera, any camera is is great. Yeah. So one of my projects, you know, we're putting up panelized just buildings. We want to see how quick these panelized buildings would go up. And as soon as we put the camera up, the superintendent says, oh, shoot, you know, they're putting the camera up to, to watch me. Well, that was the whole idea about it. Um, it was to put to watch the panelized building go up. Well, and some of the stuff is, so some of that is the feeling, right? And, mm-hmm. and by the way, we have had superintendents who don't want to show you everything, right? We, just as much as we say we don't, we have supers who, who think we don't know they leave at two o'clock. We know that they came in at five and they left at two o'clock. And you know, we've looked at our job site cameras for projects across this country. And we'll, we'll go, oh my God, look, we've, we're asses and elbows all morning long. It comes at two, three o'clock in the afternoon. It's a ghost town there. Mm-hmm. And they, they feel guilty about it, I think. I think there's yeah. a little bit of sense of, of guilt. Now, during COVID, we did something that was unique. We, we, we told teams that they could come in at different times. Mm-hmm. Right, we were able to communicate with them different. We had some teams that came in at three o'clock in the morning, which was kind of cool. And then we had, you know, we were doing a, a big eleven million dollar gas station out in yep. Oswego, and you know, we, because of COVID rules, we couldn't have that many people on a job site. Uh, we worked right through that pandemic, and and uh, uh, we had some teams come in really, really early. And there were some guys that some of the older guys like, well, I don't sleep. I, I'll go in there early when it's done. And some of the young kids were like, Hey, I played you know video games all night, or I was out hunting girls all night, and I'm gonna come in a little bit later. And they came in a little later, and we were like, Great, and then we could spread. Or these the- companies work the weekend, and, and yeah. that's two days during the week, you know, yeah. because they want didn't want to be there with other people. And exactly. nobody was in their yeah, way. We had yeah. a lot of that. Yeah. yeah. yeah and the well, people weren't in their way. Or, just like Andy said, or they'd work second shift instead of first. And uh, yeah. nobody else was there. And they had the site to themselves inside the building themselves. And that's fine today in construction. We do that all the time. I think that's I think that's the key to where technology is the leverage, right? Because it used to be if we all didn't get here at six o'clock in the morning, inevitably drywall would be right where I wanted to work. I'm, I'm going to put electrical on this wall. There'd be a pile of drywall there, and you're like, I can't get to my wall, and the guy that needed to move it wasn't there. So there was always this kind of fight. But today, with the software that we use, the way we look at a job site, the way that we look at it, we're so much more intelligent about that and we can communicate mm-hmm. some hey look i need you the, the west wall needs to be done and here's why if you don't put the, that wall up here the bricky can't get the br- brick on there and the electrical company won't come and pull our, our meter uh, until that you know that happens we can show that in a linear uh, way and that's the difference between 
the sh- six gun cowboy showing up, right? The guy showing up with the six shooters going, right? And now looking at it from a real four week out, you know, three week out, two week out, you know, people said that we'd write these schedules and be given jobs. How many, how many people have you worked with that have these schedules that were made once during a bid? They submitted a schedule in the bid. Right. And you get about two weeks into it, and you might as well put it in a, in a porta potty. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what the schedule is though today is everybody thinks they have to start at seven o'clock. But some of these renovation jobs that we do, if they would listen to us and we say, do not have your electrician there till 10, and this is why. Now, they can still get their eight hours in. But they get there at seven, but for two, two and a half hours, they're standing around. We can prove this on the camera because mm-hmm. they really do not get going. So we can help you as as a contractor get your guys' inefficiencies out of there to make you more efficient, to make you more money. Then again, maybe the guys only need to be there five hours after they start at 10. We just saved you money because the guy was going to charge you eight hours anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's more than ever before. I think it works both ways. You know, our superintendent's looking at schedules and going, you know, uh, uh, we, we, we had a big, long speech with the guys that were doing that Atlanta project. Because yeah. I get down to Atlanta, it had two days of rainstorms and, you know, solid rain for two days. And I get down there on the following day in the morning. I went there that night and I got to the job site in the morning. And I get there and there's five or six landscaping guys standing there. And I said to our super, I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Why are we not talking to their boss last night? We know the site's too wet to do anything. It's Georgia clay. We're not, you know, it might as well be, might as well be working in quicksand down here. You know, uh, you know, you walk 10 feet in it and you got snowshoes on your, yeah. you know, the, the amount of mud you get on there. And these guys are standing around and said, send them back to their boss so they can do something else. You're not doing them a favor. You're, you're, you know, that the next, then when you need that guy to come out there, the boss is like, hey, look, I've already spent my hours on that project. My margins again are, right. are, too, are too skinny. But making sure that we're supporting our subs and the owners of those companies, because all of a sudden a guy gets on a job, so he's like, well, you know, it was well, the workers, the workers are not always going to pass on what's no. happening out there. They, they've been sent there. They've been I'm, sent there. I'm so doing my job, you know. I'm going to wait for it to dry out a couple hours, and then I'm going to go milk work. that those hours. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. it's you know because they're doing what they're they're told. They were told to go there, you know. They don't. Maybe one of them has got uh, uh, enough gumption to call the boss up and say, "Hey, it's too wet here. Can we go over here to such and such?" And then we'll come back here this afternoon, knowing that they got another job they can right. go to that maybe has sod on the ground already, and they don't have to walk through mud. But uh, that is a big thing. I, we need to stay ahead of that, like we're trying to do now, and get people to buy into our schedules. Yeah, I mean, if we're not looking at it holistically, it says, look, if our subs don't walk out of there making a profit, we've not done the right. Look, as much as our clients need great stores, the relationships we've got to have, is it's got to be holistically all the way through, right? If our subcontractors aren't benefiting by working for us, then something in our system's wrong, right? If we're out there robbing subcontractors or, or beating them up, that behavior doesn't last. You, you won't go back to that market and have those people. Why we have relationships in markets that we, mm-hmm. you know, people over and over, use them over and over again, is because we don't go through that process. And I, you can't today. I, I don't believe the amount of work that sub, the subcontractor world has, we can't beat up subs. They've got to walk you out. They, they'll just walk anyway. Yeah, There's so much work right now. It's hard to, you know, typically in the past, you know, you buy them down a little bit, you mm-hmm. know, maybe two or 3% here or there. They're, they're like, well, I got plenty of work. 
I don't need this job. Yeah, yeah, you're lucky yeah. they're not coming to you saying I need yeah, two or three yeah. percent more. And now, now to be honest with you, as we started <laughs> off this conversation with that is, uh, we're, we're asking, hey, don't raise your price. We're starting in two months. We're gonna lock you in now. Whatever we got to do, you know, instead of beating them down, we're saying, can you hold your price, please? And yeah. we'll, we'll contract you. And this is where we're gonna be at. But so. yeah, and I think the other thing we try to do is when we talk with somebody, let them know that. You are high here, but you're low over here. And sometimes right. in their mind, they say, well, what's that matter? Then it equals out. Well, on paper, yeah, you're, you're, you're right. But I do need you to get down to this number over here. But I'm telling you, take another look at this piece over here. There's probably an opportunity for you to maybe raise that a little bit if mm -hmm. you need to. Because I don't want you to get hurt. Right, right. On, or I want to package these two together. So your number's good here. You're a little high here. Take a look at this. Maybe this has got to go up. This has got to go down. But I want to package this to you. And, and, and you have to be that way with them nowadays. Well, um, that's, that's just as important as them having the high prices is them having low prices and they accept the job, All right? And then they're going to try to make up the price and change orders in any other way they can. Yeah, uh, which makes it very difficult through the project. So when I go back to review line, just line items, I I I check every line item, and the ones that are low, I just are, are you sure you got everything in here? Yep. Yeah, we were talking the other day. We were looking at a project, and you're like, I know this level of project. And the level of cleaning that needs to happen. Mm -hmm. and right. Here's what the owner's going to expect. Here's what our chefs expect right. on these projects. Exactly. They, they want to walk in and mm -hmm. it's food ready, mm -hmm. not construction ready, food ready. Now, food ready and construction ready are, are two little bits. Oh, it's, yeah. It's a 180 <laughs> degrees off of each other. But, you know, if we walk in, the chef walks in and looking at you going, look, I'm in the most, and we're at the most tired part of our project, right? Mm -hmm. we're, we're exhausted. We've been there for a few months working our took us off. And now the chef's coming in and they're the most stressed part of their project. They're starting up a new restaurant. They're getting ready to go. And if we don't set them up for success for that transition, exactly, there is going to be fireworks. And yep. you went 99 yards kicking the uh, can out of, you know, really doing a great job out of this thing. And you get to that goal line and- It could just be the cleanliness that will- mm -hmm. That's all they'll remember. Yep. That's it. And they'll remember there. you guys were slobs, yep, slobs. and and left yeah. my and left my job site a mess. And that's the stuff that, uh, you know, why I, I I think that it's more indicative of our business is that as long termers, how do we keep our mindset in that that healthy? Look, it's never going to get easier. I've got to be stronger. Right, because it's hard. I, I'm at, at as many thousands of projects that we've done over the years. I mean, thousands of them in all in all the states we've done them in. So you're like, am I going to get a break? No, you're not going to get a break on one. It's not. It's not going to get easier. It's going to be like this. How do we maintain that? How, how do we stay? How do we keep our heads in the game and stay stay sane? <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, you know, the whole goal is on turnover day. Before operations gets there, you're uh, you're fully done. Mm -hmm. You're hoping to be sitting there having a cup of coffee. Yeah, but for some reason, that has n never happened. No, <laughs> no, you're, you're walking around wiping something off. You got the guy over here caulking this corner mm -hmm. over here. You got the guy adjusting this over here. You're like, uh, where's this at? Right. You're changing the filters out on the HVAC unit. Yeah, no, those are those are things that happen. And uh, what I think here's what I see happening nowadays is. You try to go in there a couple weeks before the job's done, 
and you point out things to i point them out to brian who's the uh, uh one of the contractors and he says, oh we'll get that on the punch list mm -hmm. no there's there's yeah. no punch list right. we're not waiting till then but that's the mentality is oh we'll catch it then well no yeah. let's catch it today and right. i don't like the word punch list i, I like right. to call it a deficiency yeah Work it, not completed. I don't know what the right term is. The, the, the yeah. point is to have no punch. Right. Exactly. Right. Every, where where is that gone? Where, so here, that that was I. I the people I worked for when I started this would, you know, here one yeah. one one of my bosses stood on my desk. I left I left a little saucer cup. <laughs> uh, you know, there was ramekins under yeah. a dishwasher <laughs> leg. I didn't have the little twist leg for it. I left that, and I had one corner piece missing on the tile. In the, in the corner of a kitchen. It was like you know, those little cigar pieces yep. that go in the corner. I had two items missing. I'm like, look, it's just, we're going to open, we're, we're fine. And he, and he came in and stood on my desk. No, we're not. Done means done. And, you yep. know, the, there was this level of expectation that, but today, you you try that behavior with somebody oh, work with today. And, you know. I, I just went through that last weekend with a contractor where we had to, on Saturday, send a 24-hour notice because they didn't want to, complete the job they wanted to wait for a punch list right no i mean like a punch walkthrough i should say and uh uh the the project manager has been working with this contractor and they just wouldn't hear it and i said you know what i'll deal with this sent that over ruffled some feathers but they were there on sunday yeah i've had some of my guys before when i'm on business and they'd walk in and i would look at things and i would point out some deficiencies and I'd say, hey, we need to get this taken care of. And then they'd say, well, why didn't you point out what's good? And I said, well, everything else on the job is good. Just those three items I talked about are the only things that are yeah. an issue. So sometimes I guess I would overlook saying, hey, I need to congratulate. Hey, mm -hmm. Bob, yeah, Bob, you did yeah, a great oh, job yeah. over here. Hey, but by the way, can we go over here and can we go over here and can we get this that, yeah. done? Or, and we, we, we don't give the uh, gratitude that we should for the hard or, work. Or you schedule the, the punch walk. You show up there, and the contractors are still working, and, oh. <laughs> and, and their whole thought is, their whole thought is going. Well, if I'm not done here, then uh, then they're going to write that stuff up, and they're not going to look over here and see this stuff over here that's wrong. <laughs> and you're like, no. it, it just it, it makes know. it miserable when you're walking yeah. through that punch list, going, you're not even done. No, there should be no workers in there. Right, exactly. No work going on. But punch list means. I have a CFO in my hand. Yes. Yeah. I am there maybe with a, maybe, maybe, maybe I've got a, a, a dust, a little du feather duster, you know, just clean off the fine edges yeah. of it. Right. Maybe if I saw a guy doing some touch up because the owner moved in and scratched something, I could maybe think about that. Right. But that, that, that level of completion isn't there. You know, let's go back to a little bit about uh, what you were talking about, uh, you know, having to get rough on a project. Or get rough on somebody, or I mean, what I mean, rough. Yeah. I mean, uh, being pointed at something. I often say that we have to be actors, right? My job is never to be one way. I, I have to, I, I have to have a, a full range of emotional. Sure. Uh, uh, you know, right? Some people I may hug, right, and go, "Hey, thank, great job! You're doing great!" And you know, keep on, and they, and they re react to that. And there's some that I have to be a little bit more stern with, right? Yeah. And like, hey, look, this is a 24-hour notice. If you don't get your act together, and then they react to that. Uh, but you know. It, I, I find that uh, we we have to be actors in this yeah. game uh, as much, and sometimes we get people who are want to be Mr. Nice Guy all the time, and no. right, you know, and, and sometimes that works, right? So there's a majority of time that that will work, but then sometimes I've got to be a little bit of a. That all depends, I think, how your field team is managing that 
prior to you even getting involved, like at my level or anything like that, yeah. right? Or your level. Yeah. Because a lot of times it's okay, the superintendent might be a jerk or been riding this sub very hard. Mm-hmm. And then when you talk to him, you can't just pile on. You're going to listen to him, let him vent a little bit, then have a intelligent conversation of why we need to do what we need to do. And I'll be like, I'll take care of that. This is how I'm going to do it. You know, yeah, and, you, and you go through that. And then it might upset the superintendent. Well, how the heck, you know, well, did you guys? <laughs> well, that's a finesse. That's that little exactly. finesse piece that you have right. to have. It's, that's it's experience. Like right. your, your, your construction project manager saying that, hey, my, I'm having problems with this. Right. And, you know, this this guy is not listening to me. He's not doing anything. Well, good cop, bad cop. Yep, exactly. That, you know, let him be the bad cop. And I come in there and go, hey, how just how can I help you? Right. That's you know, right. it's a word. It's wordsmithing it right. on how exactly how we can get them to do what we want. Yes. Well, I got to tell you, I love having this conversation with you guys. And by the way, st- thanks for stopping your days and your day to come, come oh, we in here. We don't have anything going on. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm probably waking up at 1230 tonight wondering what I uh, missed. In the back of my mind, I know I got 20 phone calls. I got, I got, I got, I got, I'm so grateful. Listen, Brian. Uh, I'm grateful, and Robert, I'm grateful, and Bob, listen, thank thank you guys for coming on this. This is my first shot at doing one uh, with you guys live in the audience and in the in, uh, in, in the uh, in the building. So uh, thanks for joining us today, and uh, I I really am uh, uh, grateful to catch up with you. Hey, if you want to get a hold of you, what's the best place to get a hold of you? Get a hold of me? Yeah, if you want to get a hold of you. Where's the best email? Yeah, email would be the best. All right, so Brian, uh, Brian, Brian at cdogroup.com. And Robert? Same thing, email, Robert W at cdogroup.com. Awesome, Bob? Uh, it would be Bob at kca-dev.com. Great, thanks, guys. And uh, as always, we love this business. If you love yep. this business as much as we do, uh, please hit the bell down below. Subscribe right now. Because, look, the only way we can keep doing this is if you guys subscribe to this and uh, it keeps uh, the fun going. And if you've got some fun guests you want to have on the show or you're here in the Chicagoland area, uh, come in and join us. Uh, we'd be excited to have you. So thanks a lot for joining us today. Thanks for joining us. My name is Anthony Montategi. Always looking for people to bring insight into the industry. Finding ways to inspire people to have amazing careers in the development world. If you liked our podcast, make sure you hit the subscribe button down below. If you really liked our podcast, make sure you hit the little bell. Thanks again for listening. Please share with your friends.